Welcome, aftermarket pros, to For the Record. Now, listen to a slice of wisdom, a concept, a sentiment, and maybe even a rant from one of your industry colleagues. For the Record. Hello, friends. Carm Capriato, the aftermarket podcast guy with a For the Record episode that needs to be told. Now, think back to when you were in school. You might be in a career that you would have never thought right now that you'd be in. And that's the strength of the message in this episode. Hey, just a few seconds for FlexCheck Auto. Now, hey, are you still using paper inspections at your shop? Well, I know you know that there's a better way, a process built from the ground up to conform to how your shop's system works rather than the square peg in the round hole workarounds you'll find with other DVI platforms. Well, FlexCheck Auto was developed by a master technician and shop owner to meet your needs. This fully customizable platform helps you implement your processes faster and more efficiently. FlexCheck Auto DVI speeds up your inspection processes so experienced technicians can quickly perform inspections and entry-level techs are efficiently and effectively guided through your customized inspection process. Now get started today. There's a free 30-day trial out there for you at flexcheckauto.com. Hey, don't forget to check out the Remarkable Results Radio and Town Hall Academy podcast, sister podcast of this one. Now, we are the Aftermarket's premier podcast and we work hard to lift all ships. Josh McFarland, VP of Strategic Business Operations for AirPro Diagnostics, is here. Now, he started his career in an automotive CTE program. Now, CTE is an acronym that stands for Career and Technical Education. Now, in other words, teaching specific career skills to students. In the years past, I believe we call that industrial arts or shop class. Am I showing my age? Now it's called CTE. So Josh McFarland graduated and became a technician for Ford and then onto a Ford help desk, then to Audi, and then Raytheon, to iCar, and now he's at AirPro Diagnostics. But here is the huge opportunity that we all have. We need to share stories like yours and Josh's to our young students. The upside is huge to be anything you want to be. Now, because of our high-tech world, there's jobs out there probably yet to be created that you just may be doing in the next 10 years. Now, what a cool thought. Take a personal look back. Were there any major turning points or pivots in your life that you can credit to where you are today? Can you tell stories like Josh's to our students and give them a bigger picture and plan for their career than just what they believe lies ahead in the next few years? Now, there are many stories like Josh's, and I'm looking to get them told. Will you help me? Email me, karm at remarkableresults.biz, karm, C-A-R-M, B-I-Z, karm at remarkableresults.biz. And tell me your story from humble beginnings to the moment when you said, whoa, I can't believe how my career path blossomed and what I did to get here. Now, please remember the views and opinions expressed are those of my guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the author, sponsors, associates, or affiliates of LSTN Media LLC. Now, think about sharing your career path with our upcoming youth in our industry and let them know that the world is their oyster. Josh McFarland with AirPro Diagnostics for the record. And uh, I've invited Carm here to, to kind of chat with me a bit and, uh, and see where this conversation might go. Nice to be on your show. Absolutely. Nice to be, uh, nice to be on a show. I guess, you know, the, the reason I wanted to talk a little bit today is, you know, I, I've been in this industry, the automotive industry now for just coming up, coming up on 25 years. I've spent a lot of those years um, going to different meetings and conferences and, and trade shows and things like that. 
I think about the number of times I've heard, you know, someone in a presentation talk about the average age of the technician is climbing, the average size of the classroom at the CTE or, you know, trade school is, is declining. And, you know, what are we going to do about it? And I think a component of that that is missing is um, removing the blinders or, or, you know, lifting the blinders a bit for these these kids in these programs to get a sense of, you know, what the industry can hold for them. And, and I guess what I mean by that is I started off in a two-year career and technical school program um, many, many years ago. And my aspiration was to go work at a Ford dealer as a technician. And I really thought that the 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 limit, if you will, of where I could go in the industry was that maybe someday I could be a service manager at that dealer or at another dealer. Or my gosh, if I really dreamed big and I had the the uh, the guts to do it, maybe I'd own my own shop. Well, at least you had a few dreams. Yeah, I, I suppose, right? At no point along the way, even as I even as my career progressed, uh, it very seldom did I was I able to kind of see, you know, the potential of what was next. And I don't think I've got some secret sauce other than I like to work and I like to work hard and I aspire to do more. Were you lucky to be in some right places at the right time or was the resume strong enough to get you to where you are today? I think the work ethic and the aspiration has has been the the, the biggest key. I, I don't hold the, the patent on that. You know, that's that's something that's not uniquely Josh. It's it's work hard, and and you know if you want to do more, then then push to do more. I got that job as a Ford technician, and I worked at a Ford dealer for a number of years. And while I was there, I took all the training that was available. And when I left the Ford dealer, I was a a senior master technician um, with Ford, which is equivalent to something like seven hundred hours of training at the time, which was no small feat, but it wasn't terribly hard either. It's just taking more classes. When I left for left the Ford dealer, I was leaving because I had the opportunity to go work for Ford Motor Company. And so I left the dealership in Orlando, Florida and moved myself and my family to Dearborn, Michigan and took a job with Ford as a service engineer working on their tech helpline, which is a group of people that I would call when I was a technician at the dealer. Um, but you take a phone call from a technician at the dealer who is trying to figure something out and is stuck. You you must have been good enough to qualify for that job. Absolutely, I, I you know I was I, I was a good candidate I believe for the position, but I didn't even know it existed when I entered into the path of you know wanting to go work as a technician. So CTE student is now working at Ford in a call center. Who would have Who would have thought? Right, and now I was surrounded by a bunch of other folks just like me. So again, not unique. But I don't think any of us necessarily saw that as the potential. And so spent a couple of years at Ford and found an opportunity to go work for Audi in a very similar capacity. Um, so not a big change in role, um, but change in culture just because it's a different organization and the, the car line is different and the, the mindset is different. Not better, not worse, just different. I was there for a little while when one of the people that I'd worked with at Ford at the helpline there called me and was now at a company called Raytheon. Raytheon is 70,000 people globally and an enormous organization. Um, But one of the things that they do is technical training. They do training, development, administration, delivery, et cetera. And one of their biggest clients is GM. 
And so uh, I got the opportunity to go join the team over at Raytheon as a subject matter expert. I didn't even know what a subject matter expert was when I got the call. Now it seems, you know, like it made sense. But at the time, subject matter expert in what? I'm not an expert in anything. I love your story so far. I'm I'm engaged. Where is it going? You're right. Uh, I, I don't know yet. I, I, I'm I'm still not sure. I guess my point is that at each one of these crossroads, I didn't see the crossroad coming. Yeah. And I think the more we can do as an industry to you know highlight the the, the potential within this industry about where you can go and what you can accomplish and what you can do, um, I think there's a real value in that. So the Collision Industry Conference, CIC, is generally filled with a room full of nothing but guys and, and, guys and, and women and men in, you know, in, in suits, effectively, right? And I don't think that your typical CTE student, active student, would ever expect that. They, well, they wouldn't imagine that they could be wearing a suit at a conference, let right. alone have a career path that would lead them to places, destinations um, unknown to them. Because sure. I, I think we're we're looking too closely. Uh, in, in fact, let's go to CTE. Maybe we need to get a course, uh, you know, Josh and guys like you need to come in if it's not in person, but through some kind of video conference and say, hey, look at me. Yeah, I, I think there's a big value in that. And and again, it's I'm not the the anomaly here by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-mm. It's just that it's not it's not easily seen. It's not easily drawn out in the industry when you're talking, you know, when you're at a shop, you know, and you're talking to folks that are have, have either going through a CTE program or gone through it and they're working at the shop, et cetera. If you'd have told me when I was leaving the dealership in two thousand and two that a few years later, I'd be in a role of subject matter expert working for a company called Raytheon. Uh, there's no way you could have gotten me to believe you. It wouldn't have made any sense. Were you looking or did the opportunity come at you? Um, the opportunity to go to Raytheon came at me because it was someone that I'd worked with at Ford. Uh, but again, the, the role of subject matter expert is filled almost entirely in an organization like that with people that were techs yeah. and, and are now you know, subject matter experts helping to develop an automotive curriculum. And don't you think it's going to even get bigger? Yeah, absolutely. And so I was at Raytheon for a number of years and, you know, the, the desire to still, you know, learn more and do more and take on new challenges didn't subside. You know, and by the time I left there, um, I was a curriculum manager, you know, overseeing projects and, and curriculum analysis work and, job task analysis work, leading a team, putting together curriculums. Um, I was one of the, one of the leaders on a, on a $10 million, you know, curriculum project. Those are things that, again, I didn't, you know, think were, were possible. And, and I worked on a number of different projects. They weren't all automotive because at some point when you realize you're in training or you're in technical training, that you understand technical content and how to convey it to someone else so that they can learn it, it doesn't really matter what, what the technical content is. It doesn't have to be about an alternator or a transmission or an analog braking system. It can also be about the avionics controls in, in an airplane, or it can be about the propulsion system in, in a ship, 
or it can be about a ATM machine or, you know, a self-checkout cash register. They're all technical systems. And when you're training someone how to work on them, service them, repair them, diagnose them, etc., the tactics are very similar. I wasn't operating as a subject matter expert in all of those different capacities because I wasn't. But I was operating as, you know, a curriculum manager that could help lead the, the development of those different types of projects. And so I was at Raytheon when I got a phone call. I, th- I, was, I was looking, but I wasn't looking terribly hard for new opportunities. I've always been one where if I'm walking past an open door, I'm curious what's on the other side of it. Uh, I'm going to stick my head in and look. And so I got a phone call from a recruiter that was looking for someone to work for a company called ICAR. I was vaguely familiar with what ICAR was, but I wasn't in the collision repair space at the time. And I wasn't really sure, you know, the, the ins and outs of the organization of, of ICAR. The short version of all of that is I took the job and moved to Appleton, Wisconsin from Dearborn, Michigan, led a team putting together training materials for the collision repair space and was there for about six years. But what I learned along the way was that, and I don't remember exactly when the light bulb went off, but training has been the, the common theme for a long time. Because even when I was a technician at the, at the dealer, first I was taking a lot of training. And then I was willing to play the role of mentor to um, kids that were coming in behind me in the same CTE program. So I was taking the time to train them. And they usually liked working with me because I didn't mind that it slowed me down. I wanted, you know, them to get a a meaningful experience out of it. If they were going to take the time to work with Mm -hmm. me, I didn't just send them to the rack next to me and have them do oil changes on my behalf. I I wanted them to work with me and learn something. And at some point the light bulb kind of clicked that what I'd been doing was training for a while and that training was something that, that I was passionate about. But Still, to kind of get back to the the um, the the primary you know reason for for this show today, it's this topic of you know having the 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 blinders removed in such a way that you know someone that's new in the industry or that's you know not even new in the industry they're thinking about it. Get the 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 misconceptions out of the way. I think as a technician, it's okay to refer to myself as a grease monkey, you know, or to to refer to you know, one of my colleagues is a grease monkey as a term of endearment. The the damage that that term and terms like it do to the industry is not small because there's an awful lot of knowledge and, and education and experience that goes into being a uh, an experienced and capable technician. And to to try and sum all that up and and throw it under the 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 label of you know grease monkey is just a, a, a real disservice. So from CTE up to where you are today, with all of the different uh, steps that you made along the way, is a story. I mean, and there are many many like that in the industry. And I think your point is we aren't telling this enough to our young people that are coming in the industry. And and I'm continually surprised by it. You know, I was at ICAR for six years. I'm now back in Florida and I took a role with AirPro Diagnostics. And AirPro Diagnostics is still in the industry, but we provide remote diagnostics. So we employ technicians, kind of like the job back at the hotline with Ford and with Audi, but we give them access to a scan tool at the other end that's connected to the vehicle that they can remote log into and operate. 
So rather than having to take the technician's word for it only about what's going on and what or what he or she saw when they were, you know, checking something, the technicians here can log into the scan tool and take control and and perform the diagnostics themselves. Mm -hmm. And we do this primarily for the collision repair space, but we also service, you know, other parts of the industry. And we've got technicians here at all different skill levels, all different experience levels performing this type of task. And my role here is, you know, vice president of, of business operations. So from CTE graduate to, you know, VP of, of operations at an organization that's doubled in size in the last 12 months and will likely double in size again over the next six. The sobering thought that I think we as industry professionals, experts, um, we, we need to get to our schools and we need to go in and we need to say, listen, we need subject matter experts, remote diag people, we need trainers. It goes beyond the fact that you're going to school and you're, you know, you're in lab and you're, you're doing all this work for your short-term goals of being a technician inside this industry where uh, the world's your oyster. And you know, I appreciate, Josh, you, you coming on and helping set a dialogue that I think we need to have over and over again, uh, both in our high schools and in, in our post-secondary. Thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about it. I think it's important. Thank you very much for your time today. This is Josh McFarlane with AirPro Diagnostics for the record.